space, the final frontier. Space Station Ashland sits on the edge of Federation space with its companionship, the USS Dalamis Christian. The space around them is full of mystery and strange wonders, where secrets are kept and danger lurks around every corner. The crew of the Dalamis Christian must navigate treacherous waters as they work to protect the Federation. But as they peer into the unknown, they will discover that the line between friend and foe is not always clear. They will be tested like never before and will face challenges that will push them to their limits. Join us on this adventure as we explore the farthest reaches of space and uncover the hidden truths that lie within the shadows. Tabletop Journeys presents Star Trek Preservations. Star Trek Preservations. As far as it knew, everything was fine. When it got to Space Station 10, however, it was three or four days late. Its manifest was short by about 15%, and they have now returned back to answer to Damon Brazig, and Brazig basically says that the story that this captain is telling and the, the log results from the ship itself are he, he can't make heads or tails of it, so he is asking for your help in investigating what happened to the Ryashiko. Captain Oblong, thank you very much for meeting with me, sir. I understand that this must be very confusing for you and your crew as well to have this missing time, and we're doing our best to get to the bottom of it. You are finding evidence that the temporal desynchronization that happened on the ship is also present in these Ferengi on the cellular level, as if they were not in existence for three days and then they were put back. So when in doubt, we call those exotic particles. Exotic particles, exactly. That the hull of the Ryashka specifically shows unusual energy signatures and fluctuations in its structural integrity matrix that are indicative of strong subspace variations that happened while they were at warp. It's like they were at warp and they hit a subspace wall and the hull went, oh crap! So no, nothing coming from there, but like in and around this area, imagine like a kind of a sector, not system rather, a sector around that. It seems to be, this dog leg does seem to be like the hub of activity where other people in sectors around there are also experiencing similar kind of effects, weird chronometric effects where ships just disappear. And then again, sometimes they reappear, sometimes they don't. So. And they're also experiencing too, the whole concept of cargo loss too, right? So again, so sometimes... Pirate Bob, when he's running weaponry from point A to point B, sometimes Pirate Bob, if Pirate Bob comes back, his stockade is 25% lower than it was when he left, that kind of thing. But you're seeing more reports of that kind of thing centered around these kind of four or five sectors of space. So, okay. 
All right, Tolbert, now we can uh, continue. So you said you're instructing everybody that we're, you're going to drop out of warp basically right around that dog leg. And yeah, we're going to we're going to drop out of warp sufficiently short that we can do some long range scans sure. and make sure we don't run into whatever it is everyone else ran into. Yep. Cool. And when you say sufficiently short, like what sort of distance are we talking about here? Are we talking like a light year or two away, or do we mean like a sector away? No, like a light year. So okay. we're getting right. good long range scans, but. Yep. Okay. That is totally fine. So would you like to, so we're going to begin the extended challenge now to go ahead and see this. So do you want to take the first crack at it with the, with the long range scans? Yeah. So I'm going to do an insight science probably. Mm-hmm. If looking for anomalies. Okay. And any any or most specifically that type of subspace radiation. Yeah. Whatever yep. type thing. Yep. Ooh, one, a nine, and a fourteen. So that's four successes for me. And does someone want to roll for the ship, which I would imagine is sensor science, fourteen or less? Critical sure. fourteen. Yep. Okay. Two. Cool. All right. Critical. Uh, is that critical for the ship? Okay. Cool. So that's total of five. Yeah. Five? Correct. Okay. Awesome. I like it. Cool. Did you have, so that gets did us you three momentum, work? right? Uh, three, three work, yeah. Uh, yeah. That's Generates right. momentum. And actually, because it's a high, the we're not in combat, and we've got the high how, uh, high resolution sensors, we get a bonus momentum. A bonus momentum. We're already up at five. You can't Perfect. Well, I'm <laughs> Unless you want to spend it immediately. If you want to spend we'll it immediately. We'll want for more information on this scan. Well, no. yep. We're doing an extended task, so it's. I'm going to spend one momentum to pierce through the t- two of the resistance. I so like bring it. the task resistance down to zero. Uh, is that permanent, or is that just for this? For it's this just for this roll. Okay, so that in effect makes your work from five to seven to go ahead and pierce through the resistance. Other way around, but yes. Because I haven't rolled yet. Because you roll for the work is two plus your discipline. Right. And then you count up your your deltas and your D6s, your challenge dice. Oh, okay, I see. I see, I see, I see. Okay. The the difficulty is just a pass-fail and then momentum generation, and then you actually do the work. Got it. Okay. Like combat. Yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. I- so if we're going to equate this to combat, the work is actually the damage that's being done. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Okay. That All makes right, sense. So I've got five. I get the magic five. Yep. Uh, so I'm not going to re-roll. I'm just going to keep the momentum and everything. Okay. All right. Cool. All right. Normally, that would count as a breakthrough for you also. because it's, it's, So it's five, but you've reduced the reductions. As you are running the long-range scans and everything, you are very much – you're able to pick up on that residual kind of trace radiation that was left behind when this effect went on. And – as the sensors are picking through the data and the shields are like feeling it kind of press against the shields so they're able to get additional data on that front the computer is able to conclude that the effect is distinctly not natural it is absolutely generated and that it is directional it's coming from a specific place but the computer is still trying to go ahead and triangulate that piece of it. But it, you, it is definitely generated and definitely directional. Cool. All right. All right. Lieutenant so Tenori. Yeah. Yes, sir. I believe, I believe it is now time for you to apply the mathematics <laughs> and find me the direction that this be, beam field thingy is coming from. 
All right. Um, then let me... Now that the captain has figured out what we're looking for, mm-hmm. let me fire off a couple probes, coordinate it with our sensors, and see if we can't triangulate. I like it. All right. How would you like to... What would you like to roll about to go ahead and interpret the results? You think this would be reason engineering or reason science? I would say... I could argue reason engineering in terms of setting up the triangulation and leave the interpretation to the science crew. Yeah. So I think let's go reason engineering because you have to figure out like where should, based on the information that you've got, where should the probes be fired? Where do you want mm-hmm. them stationed? How, how do you want the triangulation to work? So that kind of working out that, that three-dimensional schematic of where the probe should sit for most information. I like engineering reason. Yeah. Let me spend a momentum for an extra dice. I like it. We can get the ship to help out. Mm-hmm. And then... Like to roll for the ship? Since we're using the captain's data, Captain, would you like to assist? Yeah, I can assist. Okay, okay. so Najar, why don't you roll for the ship then? Then I'll roll for the ship. Yep. Fantastic. Perfect. My difficulty is 14. Okay. 14, 13, 6. So that's three successes. My dice like getting right at the number. Yeah, I guess so. <laughs> and I got a 12 for a su- successful assist. Okay. Too much of the ship's t- memory was tied up in the sensor scan, and uh, it rolled a 19 on the, the, the help for this one. So then I roll two six-sided dice plus an additional six-sider equal every, to my engineering yep. discipline? Correct. Yep. And before you roll, you would want to spend one momentum to reduce the resistance of the task by two. Yeah, so I will spend one momentum for piercing. Because we did Mm -hmm. generate, it was difficulty three and we had four successes, right? Correct. Yep. So I gave you back the momentum already. Yep. And then, oh, maybe not. Actually, maybe I hadn't yet. So I'll give you that one back and say, because it gave you one and then spent one, so you still have four. So So now we're going to spend that one again, so you can take that away. Essentially, we're netting one momentum. Yeah. So we're reducing the resistance to zero. Okay. So go ahead and roll your six dice, seven dice? Six dice. Six <laughs> dice. All right. All right. All right. One, two, three, four, five. Magic number. Magic number. All right. Uh, because five technically counts as seven with the resistance of two. Right. So you get another another breakthrough already. As you are crunching the data and, and you're putting the, the probes and everything where they belong, the science team begins crunching down the data that the probes are receiving and building like a three-dimensional space map of what they're seeing. And what is emerging in this space map is this like this warren of what look like tubes or tunnels that are made of this subspace stuff, the radiation, again, for lack of a better term. So it's almost, it's not just like, when you had talked before, you we had used the analogy that the, the freighter was in at warp and hit like a subspace wall and stopped. What you're seeing on the information is that it's not so much that it was a subspace wall, but more of a subspace hole, like a tunnel or a drain. 
you're just seeing this entire warren of connecting tunnels and things like that. And some of them are swirling and expanding in certain directions. Some of them are retracting, but you're seeing this like this motion in subspace of these tunnels from the midterm. So it's almost like a moving subspace anthill. Yes, Ant Hill was actually exactly what I wrote down in my notes here, but I wasn't sure if that was going to be, especially with the episode about this indie, I wasn't sure if that was where I wanted to go. But yeah, that, you was, are, that, that was the exactly, analogy I was about to make too. Yeah, has nothing to do with the Zindi. I will, I will throw you guys off of that red herring first, but yes, it looks like an Ant Hill. Otherwise, the next thing you know, we're like, it's the changelings. <laughs> it all derails from it's, that. Oh, oh God. <laughs> so, flashback. I mean, when, you when you want to throw in some paranoia, always the changelings. <laughs> That's not till the Halloween episode. Okay. So, okay, then, I on. think between Najar and Ocean trying to find out, like, who would be in a position to do something like this. Mm-hmm. Because creating subspace tunnel networks uh, with weird esoteric exotic radiation is not a common thing that anyone can just do. And can we tell where it's emanating from? Mm. Because if it's continuing to maintain itself, it has to have a power source somewhere. Yeah, that is the next breakthrough. Yes, you will eventually be able to get there, but you need to tell me how you get there from where you are. Either you or Ocean, one of the two of you. Get to go next. You go ahead and take that one. <laughs> oh, good. So, my I, I have been watching all of this because, again, cross discipline to sciences and engineering. He likes people come first, but he likes to know how things work. People, machines. People are just a type of machine. Exactly. So he's looking at Najar is studying this subspace anthill that's forming in this three-dimensional model and he's looking at the data from the original calculations for the shield modulated modulations and he's trying to use the new data coming in from the sensors because we this has got to be a whole lot better than the residual fingerprint that we had to work with before to enhance Tanari and the science department's vision of what this energy could have been basically to create a better model that we would be defending against hoping that understanding the type of energy that it is or getting closer to it will help us trace it back to its source i like it so what would you like to roll to make those conclusions either insight or reason and let's see science or engineering See, if I can, Najar, I want you to look at this problem of you are whoever is creating this and how would you go about stealing and kidnapping and pulling all these ships in and out and setting them back and be the pirate lord that's responsible oh, for this and, oh. and back, backtrack where you would set up base. So while throwing these ideas out half on purpose verbally and half because he's muttering to himself as he thinks and scans data, he very much picks up on Captain Tobor's advice and thinks that that is fantastic and will shift his focus to trying to discern a pattern or reason from the perspective of a pirate or intelligent mind that created this in order to backtrack it to its source. Yeah. 
So I can give you a couple of suggestions on what I think based on what I'm hearing here. So the first one would be like a reason science, forming Mm -hmm. a hypothesis from available data or research of an unfamiliar subject, right? So you're trying to put yourself into a position that is maybe foreign to you, but what what would I do if I were Pirate Bob, right, kind of thing? Right. The other option that I heard, and again, this kind of goes back to where you were talking originally, was talking about insight and engineering, right? So again, it's more about trying to see if I were building this, how would I build this? Making an educated guess about a device or trying to understand an artificial creature. So again, it's not an exact analog, uh, but I think that those two kind of fit what it sounds like you're trying to do. Okay. Both of those would be the exact same number at a 13. Okay. There you go. And we'll say because he's working with hardware, since he's, although it's data, since he's working with electronic information and energies, he's going to approach it more from the scientific standpoint. But that behavioral analysis standpoint behind its creator and its design would always be there because that's his his primary uh, focus. So we've already discussed that if we have the momentum available, I should use the momentum to pierce the difficulty? Pierce the difficulty, right. At least one for that. I think we have, what, three or four? If we have we three, have three right. remaining. Yep. Three, so I think one for an extra die, one to pierce, and one to re-roll, assuming you yep. uh, need to get need all to. three. Yep. And we should also be able to get the ship's sensors, or the ship's computers involved. And Would you roll for the ship on this? As the captain was throwing me advice on how to proceed, can he assist? Sure, then that would have either, let's have Tanari roll for the ship then and have Tobar assist. Using your like your, your cunning leadership abilities. What's my target him. number for the ship? What's that now? What's the target number for the ship? I think we said, interpreting this data uh, is what, 14 we said? Compu- what, are, what are we doing, computer science? It's interpreting the results again, providing, as Najar's going through his, his, his terminals, crunching more data, crunching data in a new way, stuff like that. Yes, yeah, so that would be a 12 for computer science. All right, so I got a 1, a 13, and a 16, so that's three successes with the critical. Okay. Well, can I use presence command? Yeah, I thought that's what you are saying, leading, right? Okay, okay, so that 17 succeeds. <laughs> Nice. Okay, so yep. then I have four successes. Seven for the ship. So five successes. Okay. Now, if Captain Tobor gets one too, then that gives us a momentum back. Well, I rolled a seventeen, and I got the success. That was oh, already got the success. Got you. My bad. Okay. Okay. We were at two. We just generated three. It sounded like. Or no, just generated two. Five successes? Correct, yeah. Five yeah so successes. You spent two and then generated two more, so you're back up to three. So we're back up to four. And then spend one for the piercing, so we're down to oh, three. We're at three. He, spent, we're at he three. spent one for the piercing, one for the extra die. So he spent two, so you're down to one. You got those two back because you got okay, five successes. Yeah. So we're back up at three. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. We're yeah, spending... Yeah. We're, uh, no, I'm doing the math and I'm spending the uh, yeah. piercing in the different spot. Yeah, so yeah. we're good. Okay. Okay. Playing momentum so. fizzbin. <laughs> exactly, right, yeah. Okay, I have a one, a two, and two sixes, and a four. So, so that's, that's uh, five. your five. That's your five work. Yep, there you go. Cool, there you go. Awesome. 
there you go. You have unlocked the final breakthrough on this. So as you're as you're analyzing the kind of rat's nest that is developing up and you're interpreting, where could this be emanating from? If I were creating this, where would this be coming from? You're triangulating where tunnels seem to be emanating from, kind of everything like that. And you're able to piece together where they are most likely leading to and originating from. And you find the origin is a region of space in the Breen Territory. Does everybody remember who the Breen are? Just to go ahead and make sure. Mm-hmm. If you speak Deep Space Nine, the Breen were the semi-mechanical automatons that worked for the Dominion. Because they needed an extra bad guy race. <laughs> exactly, yeah. yeah. You know. And they had a All lot right. of costume budget, but no extra budget. Let's... Mr. Ocean, get me a secure channel to Starfleet Command. Understood. I'll be in my room. And I will patch. I'll do what I can to, to secure the channel. Who specifically? So, who specifically are you looking to speak to, Pritchard? I'm assuming. We can start with Pritchard. Sure. Um, but well, that's who like, I was going to go to. I'm yeah. like, before I start a shooting war with the Breen, I want to talk to an <laughs> admiral that's got a few more pips than yeah. me. Yep. All right, Miss Pritchard. Admiral. Captain. I am, it's my unhappy pleasure to report I've succeeded in our investigation of the anomaly that was that we had identified previously. <coughs> Which anomaly is I, this? There's, there's a growing through, list I, of anomalies, yeah. Uh, I'm sorry, yes. My, my apologies. I run them through the details. Right? <laughs> yeah. Brazic ship went missing. We've correlated reports. Seems to be there's these subspace tunnel things, and it's all evidence is leading to a system in brain space. Green. Yes. What the hell are they doing? Screwing with our shipping, it seems. I mean, I'm sure I probably don't have to tell you this, Tobor, but the Breen and screwing with our shipping lanes doesn't make an awful lot of sense. They must be doing something else here. There's something else at play. Do we know anything about the nature of how they're doing this? I know that it is not natural and that it's biodirectional. Something is creating these tunnels, and they're acting like it's acting like an anthill. Hmm. That's weird. So there, and then we've got reports of various ships disappearing for days on end. So it looks like they fly into these subspace tunnels and get shunted to wherever, and then are or are not released. Yeah, so I think that this needs further investigation. We can't have the Breen rising up again. Hold on one second. Let me just see if there's any sort of standing treaty between the Federation and the Breen. But I can't imagine that there is. I mean, they Other than the Treaty of Bajor ending the war, the Dominion War? Other than that, a kind of an explicit one that says that we can't enter Breen territory or anything like that. I don't think that there was any... I don't believe that the Breen got any special compensation in that, in that particular treaty. Yes. Yeah. Other than it was signed by the Breen, sure, ended the war. But if they are doing things which we... Do you feel, Captain Tobor, that you could justify that they are acting in a 
obviously belligerent and aggressive manner that is that is intentional and unwarranted is I, I, i'm not i don't want to say act of war i'm not i'm not saying that but do you believe that do you believe that they are acting inappropriately how about that definitely inappropriate but my main concern is that this is occurring outside not only outside of federation space but outside of any space claimed by any stellar polity indeed that is a, a cause for concern and so while technically we don't have the authority to act on behalf of the federation here uh, perhaps the fact that we are in neutral space means that we have wide latitude to investigate especially if we feel like maybe this is a threat to the breen also maybe we are honoring the treaty of bejor and ensuring that a polity that we are under non-aggression treaty with is not being subverted by this yeah who knows who's operating on this i can i'll definitely brush up my medal of distinction for diplomacy exactly Admiral. yeah yeah, I think I think that would be I think that would be warranted. And I think that further investigation is authorized. My next play, Admiral, is to take the Dilemmas Christian as close to Breen, the edge of Breen space as I can and see if I can't get any more clear sensor readings on what is going on and then proceed from there. I think that is very reasonable. I think that it is very reasonable to go as close as possible and maybe even enter if need be. I mean, navigation can you know. be tricky. In tricky exactly. And who knows? The Breen take territory all the time. Who knows really where the exact borders of Breen space mm -hmm. is right now? They're not like very forthcoming with their information. I think and, that... Uh, I know yeah. Lieutenant Tenari has been saying that the uh, the spatial navigation beacon has been operating uh, intermittently. On the Fritz, right. Yeah, yeah. On the I remember fritz. He, that was in, his, that was in uh, one, of his, one of his officer's logs from a couple of weeks ago about, about spatial navigation. Now, really, we should, we should really have the Starfleet Engineering Corps send a team out there to fix that. But in the meantime... Mistakes well, among friends happen. Next time we're at the station, we'll have a complete overhaul of the navigation system, sir. Absolutely. I to totally agree. Totally agree. <clears throat> Very good. I will report back any additional information I learned. Yeah, please make sure that you report it back to me directly so that if I need to go ahead and play cover, I can. Will do, sir. Tobor out. Okay. Elm, set us a course towards green space. Lieutenant. As Najar is continuing to study the three-dimensional model that has been appearing, we've called it an anthill. Um, I've written down labyrinth. Does it look anything like a web or a net? Does it look like it's deliberately designed to capture ships? If, if theorizing that hitting one of these tunnels would cause a ship to disappear, giving whoever is creating them access to it until they released it or didn't release it, minus a share of their haul, apparently. Attacks, if you will. Does it look as though this anthill is designed to cover this sector of space as a net deliberately to catch ships? Not like a web in the sense of a spider's web. It's far too chaotic or it's far too maybe fractal is a better word to go ahead and put it it's far too the structure is way more complicated than what you would think of a, a spider's web with like arms extending out and like bits in between the arms it's not it's not like that so yeah 
I'm going to look at it in a different way. Sure. Instead of a web, like a garden hose, that okay. maybe, is it fixed at one end? They, maybe they've lost control and it's like a garden hose you've left on full, right. full and right. the far end is going crazy. I'm not sure that you would have enough information to make that leap. It's a valid theory, but you, because it's, it's it's not just like one garden hose, right? It's not like there's just one kind of yeah. tendril branching out. There's many tendrils and they're going different directions. They're going at different speeds. Some of them are coming in, some of them are going out, everything like that. Subspace is a funny thing to be working with. And so to go ahead and structure it in this way, again, like you're not aware of any kind of technology that can even do this. It's, it's, it's almost like when you've got, when you have like 20 threads, it's like the way that it's looking up it's like you got 20 threads and you can bundle them together to a rope right it's that bundling and like that strengthening of the subspace field in certain areas you could theoretically i don't know fly a ship through one right they're like tubular so it's it, it so it's not so much like the garden hose that's like waving uncontrollably it's more there seems to be too much structure and too much too much order with kind of like where they're going there's not there's no chaos in the end the chaos is in the number of tubes that there are and the complexities in the number of tubes there are and everything like that but it's not it's not like they seem to be acting erratically or anything like that they definitely seem to be they definitely seem to be directional right it seems to be there seems to be a hidden intent in where these tubes and where these kind of things are going. So. So I don't think that maybe it's something that someone's lost control of. That's not what the, that's not what the evidence is telling you. Yeah. And, and so Najar and kind of your, your point too about the web is, so it's not, it's not like it's something static that they're just setting up to go ahead and catch people in. There's intent and directionality in these tubes. So if things are disappearing, there's, the implication of targeting. Okay. Senior staff to the conference room. <laughs> and is there any sense of direction of flow? As though some may be arteries and some may be veins going in different directions. Yeah, I've shifted analogies to circulatory. Yeah. No, not really. Okay. It's more just like, yeah. This is him staring at his pad and bumping into the door for the turbo lift because right. it wasn't open and he didn't look up <laughs> while right. he's on the way to report right. to the right. conference room. Yep. Tobor, have you already begun moving towards green space? No, not yet. Okay. So you, you I, the command. I didn't know. I didn't know if you'd actually engaged yet, or if you wanted to have. I got comments. interrupted by my staff. So sure. Yep. Uh, yep. Yep. Oh, to make staff. sure we're all on the same page. Yep. Yep. Once we get to the conference room, pipe in the hologram from Astro Navigation. Yeah. Have it projected over the table. Astrometrics. Yeah. 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 Lieutenant Nari. Yes. What would it take to power something like this? something huge I'm wondering if maybe we can track that thinking along those lines Tanari I'm going to ask you to make I'm going to ask you to roll to reason through that question because okay. your answer is not invalid but I want to see if I can provide you some some actual scale some context yeah, yeah. additional insights additional insights exactly so I'm going to ask you, to, you roll. Want me to roll how would you reason through Ocean's question See, I'm thinking probably reason science. Reason science. Form a hypothesis from available data. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Give me, make your role. See if you want, and if you want to engage the computer core, that's fine. No, I don't think anybody else would be able to assist you on this because you're uniquely, you're not uniquely positioned to go ahead and answer this, but things that you have done in this game uniquely position you to answer this. So if you want to engage the ship's computer core to assist, that's fine. But what I basically need to know is I want you to roll and tell me how many successes you get. 
I do want to engage the core, and I'd like to spend the momentum. Yeah, I like it. Tomar, would you roll for the computer, please? As he's engaging his... 13. Yep. No successes. Cool. But no assist from the ship. Yeah. Oh. Yep. Tell cool. you what... You could throw it on another momentum to reroll. I know. You, know, you could spend his determination, though. Let me spend my determination. Yeah. I think that's a good idea. And what value are you using? My ship is my family. You guys are depending on me to figure this out. Yeah, I like it. That's a quality answer right there. I got a success. Okay. I need swap up dice. Yep. Okay. So the uh, ship actually, needs uh, to roll as well. So now that exactly now that he yep. has, and I would say for the ship again, it's com- like computing the data that Tanari is feeding in again, re- feeding in a very specific way. And what did we say before on this? It was computers and computer science. science? Yeah, totally fine. Perfect. Library well, I rolled a for research. Yep. I rolled a seven, which is under the twelve. Yep. So okay. success for the computer. So, so two successes then total. One for you, Tanari, and one for the ship. Okay, two successes. Perfect. So. Feeding the data back through and thinking about it a little bit, your answer's not wrong. One answer is that it could take something very big, generating a bunch of information. There's another possibility. It could take something very specific, something which is designed or found or something which has particular qualities that would make it uniquely suited to this task. The computer doesn't know of anything that would be like that, but that's there are two ways that this could go. Really big. I've got a Dyson Sphere harnessing all the energy of a star to go ahead and manipulate my subspace warp field. Or something constructed or naturally occurring which has specific qualities that would allow this to happen that could be harnessed in such a way to make this happen so again using like the uh, the radiation example right like uranium 238 is radioactive it's not very radioactive it doesn't have a whole lot of power but you can go ahead and make a reactor based out of uranium 238 and get some energy out of it however uranium 235 is super duper reactive there's just not very much of it So if you dig up your uranium rocks and you get rid of all of the uranium-238 and you're left with uranium-235 behind, you can make really good nuclear reactors out of that because uranium-235 has specific qualities for the job at hand. Here at Tabletop Journeys, we've leveled up our game and we're prepared to make your next role legendary. We've just started a partnership with FanRoll Dice, and they have over 300 product options to choose from. Gemstone, metal, new liquid core dice, and so much more. Better yet, listeners to the Tabletop Journeys podcast can get 10% off on their orders when they follow the link below and use discount code PODCAST10. A portion of these purchases come back to us, and this is a great way for you to help support the show. All right, you had called everyone to your conference room, Tomar. I spoke with the Admiral. He's authorized us to uh, investigate further. I think since we believe this is emanating from somewhere in brain space, we should take the ship as close as we can without breaching their territorial limits and do some deeper, more high-resolution scans, see if we can't find anything. Thoughts? 
we have a significantly larger amount of data on this anomalous energy from a defensive standpoint in the event that we become targeted. Lieutenant Tanari, if you would be able to, we could further enhance our defenses and our modulations to ensure that we're defending against this energy versus the completely theoretical reverse engineered concept that we started with. We have a lot more data to refine that now. I was just saying we can get the crew working on that. If we can figure out a way to play possum, would it be possible to lure them into attacking us and sucking us into one of the tubes? Yes. Well, Do we have enough information on how to defend ourselves against it. My only concern is that every ship that has been exposed to this seems to have been rendered helpless and dislocated out of space-time. So I I did the math on I did the math on Lieutenant Tanari's shield mod- modulations but I would rather not have to try them out under live fire conditions if at all possible. We do have some advantages the others don't. We know it's there. We have the shield modifications. We also have the temporal shield modifications we used with Navanad. And going back, we still have in our computer libraries wasn't there a paper that Dr. Tapreya did on the effects of warp drives in subspace realms? She's got a lot of papers. That might come in handy. Again, a pocket. if this is a pot, you know, subspace dimensions operate outside of our reality until we're in there and able to, to determine the new physics that, that operate in that dimension, we'd be flying blind pulling up the let's see all right let's take let's see what we can get first with scans before doing anything more bold at the very least since we now know where this subspace structure is we can at least avoid it while we're heading towards the border indeed lieutenant can you work with helm operations to plot us a course that avoids these the tunnels at all possible and get us as close to the source without crossing over into Breen space? Yes, sir. Sir, yes, if I may. In, in order to gather more data about what may or may not happen, should we launch a probe into one of these tubes to see what happens to it? Well, that's an excellent suggestion that I think if the scan, if the ship scans don't yield us sufficient data I think I don't want to fire a probe into them and let anyone know we know about these tunnels yet indeed no need to alert them so let's just pretend like we are patrolling and flying casual towards the brain border yep you know like you do on a Sunday right like you do on a Sunday fly casual yeah. <laughs> okay. So the what I was looking up the paper that that Tanari had cited there. Mm-hmm. Tell me specifically. So you're flying towards the Breen border. Are you making shield modifications? Are you making sensor modifications? How are you proceeding? We've already had 
previously tried to do the shield modifications. So they're there if we need to, if we run into one of these. We're essentially going to utilize a standard Starfleet patrol route pattern. Yep. And so we're taking passive scans of the, the area, doing kind of our standard flying by. And sure. at some point we will pivot and point the big high resolution sensor array yep. in the direction and just do the massive echo ping and <laughs> one ping only for Shili. Yes. <laughs> But Sarah, they'll know where we are. <laughs> so, anyway. I've always wanted a pickup truck in Montana. <laughs> <laughs> That's wrong. All right. All right, cool. So you're flying standard pattern, the patrol pattern, Gamma 3, just rolling, rolling sensor sweeps, seeing what's going on. I'm going to spend two threat. For a turn. And as so, how how fast are you going? Looking at our map, we're actually already pretty. Cl- we're only a couple light years from where yeah uh, we are. So, like standard cruising speed, so warp five, warp, warp six. Five. Cool. You're knowing as, that we're moving towards not hostile space, but certainly not friendly space. Not friendly space. Yeah, exactly. Yep. Uh, Lieutenant Najar is Johnny on the spot watching sensors at a weapons console and trying to keep appraised of any other ships. We'll bring the ship. Yellow alert. So at the science console and Tanari on your engineering console also as you're Mm -hmm. monitoring the warp dynamics and everything like that, you can see that the shield array is starting to report that from a subspace anomaly point of view, that the space is getting a little thicker, right? The general background radiation is beginning to get a little stronger, starting to push against the shields a little bit more. Your shield array is still continuing to hold without any issues. Your modifications were just fine, so everything is fine on that front. You're noticing that's happening. As you are moving forward, all of a sudden, the proximity alarms on the ship go off. Proximity alert. Vessel approaching. And on the view screen Proximity from the alert. bridge, Vessel for approaching. a split second, see another ship, virtually unidentifiable. Proximity alert. Vessel approaching. Next time on Star Trek Preservations. Contact engineering, find out what the heck just happened. The ship communication array is picking up everything that's happening in engineering and playing it at maximum volume on the bridge. Yeah, long-range scan looking for either the power source or this subspace radiation is our main focus. (laughs) When you hit the long-range scans and specifically looking for this radiation, the response overloads the computer bank, and it's not able to go ahead and spit out any proper information. It's not able to interpret what's going on. 